1: Welcome back to Comic Book Nation Season 4, your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and today I have my regular co-host, Janelle Wheeler, with me. Hello, everybody. And we have a substitution today. Matthew Aguilar is out and about, <laughs> getting some much-needed time out of the house and office, and sobbing in for him today is a familiar face, Mr. Producer Jim Viscardi is with us.
2: Gonna be lobbing nothing but grenades
1: today. Not the <laughs> I, I know that's true. You know when Jim, <laughs> yeah, you know when Jim gets out of jail, he's he's already uh, ready to raise hell with even <laughs> Ryan. So there you go. But uh, today we have a very special episode. Obviously, everybody knows what today is. It is release day. Of my boy, Adi Shankar's Guardians of Justice on Netflix right now. Check that out. Uh, I did an interview with Adi Shankar. Uh, I just wanted to promote him and Guardians and we'll be dropping a bunch of stuff he had to say. But uh, we also have this small movie you heard, might have heard about called The Batman that is hitting theaters after a
2: long road between. They made another Batman movie?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just it just
2: <laughs> it, it, never ends. <laughs> it never ends. Never ends. Never ends. It's just ongoing. So <laughs>
1: obviously we are gonna be talking about the Batman today. We are gonna do it in two halves for everybody who watches and listens to this podcast. We are gonna do a spoiler-free discussion, just talking about what we thought of the film and kind of you know where we think it stacks up in Batman movies and all that. Then we'll get into some spoiler nitpicks at the end. But that's not all we have more a simple batman episode no this is comic book nation we are all things geek culture so we have something even more special for you we have a special guest joining us today comic book icon legend toy maker extraordinaire and just all around figure of this culture mr todd mcfarlane is with us today
3: Welcome, Todd. What, uh, what is everybody doing on a beautiful <laughs> Friday?
2: <laughs> well, Todd, yeah, Jim, take it away. Sorry. On, Todd, I got to ask you, talking about the Batman, how long or how long have you known stuff about the movie that the general public didn't? Because we're going to talk about some of the, the Batman line and stuff that you got. You must have been able to see, obviously, like the Riddler, the Batsuit, all of that stuff way before us simpletons did.
3: Yeah. So, uh, I, so it, it would be more on the visual side. Sure. Uh, obviously because we're, you know, making the toys, so we had to try and get the accuracy. Uh, I mean, obviously nobody was phoning me up, giving me plot details or let me read the script, but, uh, yeah, we got to see, you know, some of the vehicles and the costumes way, way, way in advance yep.
2: as someone who has, has, drawn batman a little bit and as you know design you did your own fig designed figure just recently what uh what one i guess what makes a good batman suit and like what are what are some of the things you love
3: about this this new one um i think they hit i for me i think they hit the key right out of the gate with the burton uh very first batman Mm. When they said, hey, you know what, we're not going to put him in spandex and we're not going to make it blue and gray. Uh, and they they went to this sort of cool, hip black costume. Uh, and since then, they've just been doing iterations of it. This is an, another one. I mean, everybody can take a look at it and have their favorites. But I I, I think they've been consistent with the black from head to toe look that mm. sort of comes across as a big bat. Uh, more, more so than
2: the blue and the gray. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, do do you think the blue and the gray would, would will ever work in kind of this live action setting and what fans are may expect
3: from you know their Batman oh, on the? You big know screen. what uh, I don't know in the spandex form. I don't know, Jim. But uh-huh. even if they just gave us like they do with Iron Man, they give you all these sort of versions of them, right? Even right. if they just sort of flipped for four seconds and showed us that color all of us geeks would, would just wig up. You know that.
2: So, so, but I got to show, I got to showcase this. Cause you, you you shot this our way. This is your, um, the, you know, the, the Batman that basically you made famous with the long drapey cape. And, uh, and so, so I got to ask, because this is one of those, um, arguments that really only happens with like Batman and maybe Wolverine. But, um, you know, when you drew Batman, Batman had longer ears. Are you a long ears guy or a short ears guy?
3: No, I I I grew up thinking that the long ears made him look tougher. Um, (laughs) Although although I've since come around, I've seen other artists do the little stubby ones, and I go, man, that looks pretty good too, right? So um, I I just didn't have the short eared version when I was a kid that that looked awesome. So I was big bat, big big cape, big points. And the points, big, big th- off his uh, <laughs> gloves. Everything pointy looked dangerous
2: nice i gotta love it so you just so you've been you've just been crushing it with this this dc line you announced during your winter showcase a whole kind of spectacle of uh, our whole lineup of of new figures figures of all sizes you've got you know your your kind of deluxe figures like your killer croc and your man bat um but and you're even got you even have like new newer characters characters that have only like debuted in like the last year and a half like uh like ghost maker so how much autonomy i guess do you do you get a bit to uh, either pick uh, what you get to make figures of versus you know what uh, they say like, hey, like these characters may be big coming up.
3: So uh, so early on in our contract, um, I found it, with different companies, you have to build your confidence with them, your trust sure. factor. Um, and so at the beginning, there was a lot of going back and forth on what the lineups were gonna be and who should be in it, and and uh, early on, you know, they sort of were pushing certain characters and things on it, and, and you know, from the very beginning, I was like, you say, let me try some cool stuff, um, which is, even on the very first line, we did what I affectionately called the Superman in armor and the Batman in armor, and those weren't popular. I think, as a matter of fact, the Superman in armor had only been in two panels, mm-hmm. um, so, and I just wanted to sort of show them that it doesn't have to necessarily be the most popular characters and, or the most popular looks um, because I, I think at that point they they were thinking more in terms of TV movies, comic books. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking as a toy maker at that point, which is what does it look like on a shelf when people walk by it period. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you've got something again, like ghost maker, he could be the 50th most popular character, but if he just looks wicked and he looks better than the 10th most popular character because somebody designed a pretty, you know, rad costume, you put him up there, right? You put him up there. And, and I think there's plenty of characters they have that look good in plastic that may not be super popular in comic books per se.
2: Mm. That's fair. Uh, you also announced a whole uh, the I guess a new wave of spawn figures, which obviously uh, your baby. Uh, we got to see uh, uh, one of my favorite characters uh, in the line. Got to see Overkill. I'm glad he's making a, a reappearance in the in the line. Um, what you know, so like that's that's an instance where look, you get you get to control uh, the figures you get to make. I think correct me if I'm wrong. Is Haunt a first time figure? Yep. Uh, for you? So, yeah. So, uh, so how does that process, you know, differ a bit and, and what, uh, what can fans expect, you know, as far as, uh, you know,
3: the future of that line and, and um, get excited I, I, I would say that the, the difference would be that we may premiere characters in plastic before you see them on the printed oh. page. Um, and, and the only reason I say that is if you remember, you know, my entire toy company was sort of formed around the spawn line to begin with. Right. We had, I think, 35 series, right. Before, before, you know, we pulled, we pulled the plug on. Um, And all of that was just creating cool looking toys with the, with the spawn brand around it. Um, And now what, what I'm doing in the comic book I'm sort of doing the same in comic books and some of the characters that are now in the comic books originated in those 35 series of toys. So I think there's a way for us to basically do both to just Mm -hmm. say, man, this would be, you know, this would be a cool looking toy. And if people respond to it, I'll make sure that he circles back in the back door and gets in the printed book. So we'll be able to go, we'll be able to go both ways. Don't quite have that luxury when I'm doing somebody else's property.
2: Sure. Uh, One of the one of the things that that you were super big into, um, you know, in your initial kind of big run were were the sports figures. Is there is there an opportunity for you to dive back into that world yet Uh, or is is that, you know,
3: we we just recently had those conversations. So we're we're sort of jonesing a little bit in that direction. So Mm -hmm. there may be some news coming down the pipeline here pretty soon. Nice. And then, you know, outside of that,
2: too, like, right, you've got uh, a few other lines you, you dove right into. You were one of the first uh, folks out with My Hero Academia figures, uh, which look, all you know, which are great. Um, you've got that that small Disney line. Does that the, the Disney line that you're doing? I know it's based off uh, the, the game that they're doing. Does that creak the door open a little bit for Todd McFarland <laughs> to be doing some Marvel and Star Wars figures coming up?
3: Um, yeah, we'll see that it's interesting <laughs> because somebody told me and I don't know if it's true or not, but sure that, um, you, you sort of have to pay your dues uh, right. at Disney. You get in, you do your work. They, I guess they score you. Um, uh-huh. they're keeping track of how <laughs> you do so that if you ask for any favors in the future, they look at your score and see whether you're on the good side of that or the bad side. So, um, but I've I've mentioned that word to them uh in the past and the and, the, and you know, they, they they seem open to it. Obviously they've cut that license up a million different ways. So sure. you know, the question is always where where do we find any daylight that is meaningful?
2: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. All right, fair. Uh, obviously, I gotta gotta talk to you uh, a little bit uh, more about Spawn to see if you you've got any updates for us. Uh, you know, look, I know a while back you guys announced the a new Sam and Twitch show and so uh, and yeah. some other projects. Is there you know is there one that that is closer to debuting on the screens than than the than the rest? Wow.
3: Um, no, we're just we're interviewing directors on another on another show uh, that got picked up. Um, and then, and then in, we're, we're working uh, on a couple. show. Sure. on a couple of animation, too. Okay. Um, that we haven't sort of formally announced. That the, uh, those would be coming out. Is um, that a spawn? Is that a spawn animation thing or just animation no, no, in general? No, no, no. Some, oh, okay. some some other stuff. Um, <laughs> and then on the on the spawn front, um, it's it's getting hot and heavy, right? I mean, I have mm-hmm. another big zoom with everybody involved this evening. Uh, mm-hmm. So like, Do, uh, Did Jamie Foxx and Jeremy Renner Get
2: to, to be on that call too or Wow
3: well, they're reps um, uh, Okay fair you know, So everybody I mean Look at everybody knows what's going on In Hollywood right now Which is yep. especially during the pandemic Right the only yep. Movies that really sort of Seem to be bouncing are comic book movies Right, right. maybe with mm-hmm. the exception of James Bond right and, sure. and You know some some horror movie here, but everything, if you look at the top 10, I'm betting eight or nine of them were superhero. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then, and then not only was it superhero, 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 but then Spider-Man comes along and blows it all away. And now you're going to get another punch with Batman. And so it like, everybody knows that. And Mm -hmm. and when they look at the charts and they go, what else can we mine? They see this guy at the top of the charts that they're going, oh my gosh, there's still that guy at the top of the charts, right? <laughs> I mean, to be clear, you know, Spawn number one last year was the number one selling comic book, period. Yeah. Any company, any time, any week, any month, any distributor, you name it, it was that book. Uh, Gunslinger was number three. Uh, mm-hmm. So... I, I, I think they get it. So now everybody right. just like Todd, come on. Now's the moment. Now's the moment. Now's the moment. Right. Now's the moment. So there's a window that's open and there's some talent that's available. And, and mm-hmm. that's sort of what's uh, pushing some of it. So uh, that's part of the conversation. Right. Yeah.
2: So Todd, before, before I let you go, have you yeah. seen Batman yet or is, uh, no. are you still, okay. So you still got, you've got to get tickets. So the, 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 I guess the question, you know, tying back to that, that last bit, right. With, uh, you know, this This is a Batman that we've seen in trailers that seems to be, uh, you know, filled with more vengeance, right? And then seems yeah. to be a bit more of a, a tougher, rougher one. Disney is putting out, uh, you know, Moon Knight and we're starting to get more and more darker heroes. You think like, so is this, this has got to be just like the gunpowder for the keg for Spawn to be like someone to be like, yes, this is it. We want the dark superhero and we're going to we're going to go. Yeah, Is this, um, I
3: think that anytime any of those have success. And so if we go back and we see, you know, uh, I think it began a little bit with, with Venom because he's sort of an anti-hero right. and yeah. then it really got turbocharged with Joker. Um, mm-hmm. And now, and now, like you're saying, the iteration of uh, Batman and Moon Knight, we're seeing that there, that there's a hunger. That's okay. Uh, that yep. and everything doesn't have to quite, go down to the seven-year-old level. Um, you know, which would be curious, actually, to me, the the thing that's going to be most curious about the Batman movie isn't that it, it's going to be entertaining to you or I. It's, it's mm-hmm. what are moms and their seven-year-old kids going to think of a three-hour movie that's a little bit dark. Uh, that's true. Um, so, you know, are they going to go, what, what are we watching for three hours? <laughs> um, so it, it'd be interesting to sit back and, and hear from all voices, but, uh, if that's not part of your target audience, public uh, companies, uh, Fortune five hundred companies, want to have it at that big. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never thought of the moms and the seven year olds uh, sort of <laughs> being the, the the determining factor, or even having a right. big sort of say at the table. In well,
2: the the moms the and the seven year olds are walking down the toy aisles, though, right?
3: Well, that's it, right? No, and that's right. why they have to. That's why they have to do this balancing act of yeah. of saying, "Hey, how far can we go?" And still have the core of the Batman. But again, it's why they also do all the animation, the video games, and all the other stuff. So that there are other places in the buffet, the Batman buffet, that people can go to and still enjoy it. Um, But uh, it's not, I I don't think there's any downside to any of this as we move forward, hopefully, uh, with with what will happen with Sponk.
2: Last question, because I know we gotta we gotta let you go. But because you mentioned uh, video games, and I know I've shown you this before, uh, (laughs) are are we any closer to a Spawn video game?
3: No, Um, no, and 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 part of it is is trying not to. I'm intentionally not splintering the Spawn brand until movie first, game second. What's happening with it on a on on the movie front you know because yep. i think that will be the driving force of so many things around it literally yeah, the, the the snowball business effect uh, yep. and, and so i don't i don't want to have like 30 things that i've got going in the night and then i sort of regret because now we've got a bigger opportunity right. or to do something cooler or, or, or a bigger company wants to come in so most of the conversations right now jim are centered around spawn the comic book which totally is fair. a different conversation than if people think there's a movie coming out right i mean because yeah. yeah. that changes the literally the d- dynamics of everything because you go from hundreds of thousands of people to millions, millions. tens and tens of millions of people globally uh yeah. and and you have different you have different mindsets when you're in a room Awesome.
2: Well, Todd, we always appreciate the uh, always appreciate the opportunity to get to chat. But we appreciate you stopping by, Complication. You know, look look forward to uh, all of Todd's uh, new figure line from uh, his winter showcase hitting stores. Uh, you know, within in the, in the upcoming months, so they they look great. Uh, they play great. They pose great. So uh,
3: yeah. And, and one last thing too. One of the things sure. that's a little bit fun on the toy front is we're doing these figures that are in that ten dollar range too. Oh right, yeah. That that are sort of fall into what we call retro nostalgia, right? Right. Um, And they're pretty fun. Uh, And 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 again, it gives an option too for price points all the way, you know, down to ten. And and, you know, we can anybody can can do the forty, fifty, eighty dollar ones, right? Go crazy. The question is, how do you do a ten dollar toy in today's market and still make Uh, it? Oh right, those are
2: That's uh, those are the uh, figures with the. the smaller figures are but, like right, right, but even like stuff like the
3: Batman sixty six and that type, sure. you know, they, yep. they're they're just they're just fun. I mean, we've got some others. I literally, I just got the final, you know, pieces from the factory, and they may be the the two funnest things we've ever made. Right. So we were literally right. on our knees playing like we were eight year old boys with it. So uh, we'll, I, we'll, I,
2: I know you just did the Kickstarter. That was like a, a re you know, a new rendition of uh, your very first uh, spawn figure. Is this $10 price point line, a chance for you to take another bite of re-releasing doing a retro line on the spawn stuff?
3: I, I think so. Um, I, there seems to be a hunger for, for, you know, decent price figures uh that don't have to have all the same articulation paint all those other things that basically push up the price so yeah we're going to be we're going to be experimenting with it and they're just fun let me just tell you like i like (laughs) uh, they're just fun i I have them all over the office and i'm like these are kind of super cool right i mean i understand we do the hyper detailed toys right god bless us but but there's something that's just Maybe, like I said, you just revert to your eight-year-old self and and when times were simpler and you didn't know about death and taxes, that might be that simple.
2: <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Nice. Well, Todd, thank you again. You can follow Todd uh, at Todd underscore McFarlane uh, on Twitter, Todd McFarlane on Instagram. Uh, again, thank you so much, sir, for, for taking the time to, to hang with us. Really do All appreciate right.
3: it. You guys have thank a good you. show today. Thanks for having me. See you, thank Todd. Thank you. All right. <laughs> That dude
2: always brings the energy, and I, yeah, absolutely. he's right.
4: passionate, and I love, I love it. It just makes me so excited.
2: Richard, put me back in the driver's seat. Hit this man, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> thank
1: you. This is my oh. show now. Jim yes, Agenda has been here. Uh, Jim, thank you for uh, hooking up Todd McFarlane to come and talk to us. Uh, we have another person waiting in the wings, patiently, with in like patience. One of our comic book own. Mr. Evan Valentine is back with us, so he is back there in the wings, I think, yeah? Evan, you here? We have Evan? Evan? No. Not no, yet. not yet? All right. Well, we're going to get Evan Valentine. We've got to pre-introduce him. So uh, then huh, let's see if he's ready.
2: Evan, let's get well, you. Fine. Let's just, we can we can jump right probably oh, yeah. maybe, we probably take a break? Yeah, take yeah, a break yeah, no. and then jump into no, the Batman no, no. stuff? Not, oh, you not, want to do pre not, then break. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, there's no that's everything is a part of this show, Jim. This this is different.
5: Hey, hey everybody. All Welcome. the teams,
1: everything. This is comic book nation. We we keep it really <laughs> real for the culture here. So <laughs> all the teams are part of the show. If we have to track down somebody live and send out a Google alert, like we do these things. But, I was about um,
2: ready to queue up, uh, you know, the ride of the Valkyries for, for Evan to, to come on here. <laughs> yeah, you, you,
5: you guys set up the Evan signal and yeah, us, yeah, I go. had to appear. All right. Thank you for joining us again.
1: Uh, yeah, we're going to take a break in a minute. But uh, first, guys, did you ever think we were going to be saying, do you want a Disney Plus and chill? But uh, that's where we are now. That is where we awesome. are now. Yeah, because uh, Disney Plus is adding parental controls. (laughs) You all wanted your Marvel content from Netflix. You're getting it. Marvel Netflix is moving over to Disney Plus, and in order to do that, Disney Plus is getting parental controls. Ooh, better set those passwords now.
5: Uh, Yeah, so that you
1: can have more mature content on Disney Plus where you're getting parental controls. You know... Is Disney to us and chill about to be a thing? Apparently, I never thought I'd say that. Here we are. I don't know if it still works, right? Something a little off about that one. But uh yes, Disney's getting parental controls, opening up their content library. This could mean uh, some interesting things for the future of various offerings on Disney Plus. At least to us, you know, Americans. We we are freaking out. European Europe and like other foreign territories are just looking at us like Caper I like because I, I put that the- I put that
2: up there on Twitter and I'm like man I can't wait till I can watch like Logan and Deadpool on on Disney Plus and everyone in in Europe and I'm like bro I've been watching Logan on Disney Plus for months Yeah,
1: like so, alright thanks for showing no, up just, I, a, I mean it was a lot of funny jokes about <sighs> things weird. you can and can't do in America apparently but like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah Things we can get away with versus not watching Logan on Disney+. Plus. But, uh, I think,
2: yeah. I think the, the fascinating story here is, right, like all of that stuff traditionally has been like shuttered over to Hulu. And so like once, like there's right. only one partner left uh, at Hulu. And if they jump ship, do they <laughs> just take <laughs> – all of that and uh and just push it all into to disney plus and then if that's the case right like the other side of this coin is i remember we had uh the lizzie mcguire reboot got canned because it was going to be too too adult and so i wanted that so are we able to get that now if we we have parental controls this like this opens up a whole should we
4: start the the petition to bring it back i feel like we should Maybe we just, we just did. We
1: just did. Bring back Lizzie McGuire. Comic Book Nation says so. We want to, you know, yeah, Disney Plus. There was an awesome comment. Black Panther. That was a that was a pretty awesome comment. Uh, I think that's a better slogan than Netflix and chill. You got to go for all things branding. So you got to <laughs> outbrand your competition however you can. And that is a good one. Uh, right off the bat, I appreciate that I don't know if we're allowed to display that I asked, but I don't know if we're allowed They don't <laughs> allow me to do everything on this show But uh, oh, alright, let's just move oh, on Before God. I get it's us cancelled So, we are going to take a break And then guys, it is time to get into the Batman Like I said, we are going to do this in two halves We will start with just spoiler-free impressions So that anybody on this podcast Who has not seen the Batman yet You can just kind of get a sense of how we felt about it Without us spoiling anything Then we will give everybody a very clear, clear, audible spoiler break warning and a visual spoiler alert on the screen if you're watching so that anybody who has not seen a Batman, you can take the remainder of the podcast and drop off. We will talk and kind of get into full spoilers for everybody who has seen it and is checking out the podcast and nobody has to be hurt, offended or have their ruins or have their things upset. So that's what we're going to do. Break spoiler free Batman. Finally, spoiler discussion.
5: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
1: Welcome back to Comic Book Nation, your one-stop for all things geek culture. We are doing our official review of the Batman. Matt Reeves' reboot of the Batman movie franchise starring Robert Pattinson as Batman and Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, Paul Dano as the Riddler, Jeffrey Wright as uh, Jim Gordon, yes, and Colin Farrell as the Penguin. So the day is here after all of these years, the COVID delays and all of the worries we had and the mess of getting out of Zack Snyder's versus and Ben Affleck's solo Batman movie to what we got now. We are finally here. So we're going to talk to Batman. And as I said before the break, we're doing it in two halves. We are going to talk about non-spoiler, just impressions first. So any questions you guys want to drop in the comments? If you haven't seen the Batman, you can ask us anything about it because we're going to answer without spoiling anything for you. Then we will shift into our full spoiler discussion. Uh, These will have clear breaks. So we will be very clear about everything for everybody listening and everybody watching. So here we go. Um, I reviewed the Batman for comicbook.com. I was teetering on a three point five or four out of five or four out of five star review. I ultimately went with the four, uh, mostly because I had a, you can't I can't trust our screening experience. Uh, Jim and I had a very we yeah. can now say we got to see the Batman way earlier than most people in the industry. Yeah. um weeks earlier so we've been sitting on this for a while but our local theater here shout out to regal hollywood 27 i'm calling you out because <laughs> you tried to play us we had a screening set up um for comicbook.com and some of the key staff that needed to see the film and they tried not to load it up they didn't want to do a screening for that few people they tried not to well, load it up more, or i think great. they
2: I think they forgot we were coming yeah yeah then yeah, yeah they was, tried uh, to so they tried to tell a group of, a of people
1: experience. who were getting to see the Batman way early, "Oh, sorry guys, we might not be able to load it. We might we haven't downloaded it from our modem. Yeah. Like, yeah, and like like we were gonna go. Yeah. So we had to I have, have care. Up.
2: H- hook up six fifty six k modems, and like yeah. that's fine. Well, we went down wait? to a
1: Panera Bread and got like those yeah. uh, that gang in the Batman, you know, yeah. the ones with the painted faces, <laughs> and then we came back and we were just hanging out in the lobby. Uh, <laughs> we were bad kids uh, in the lobby until they got our Batman screening ready. So
2: yeah. Anyway, uh, so none
4: of you got the cinema Batman cup. Did anybody in the chat get the Batman cup? We had no, a question in the chat about no, it. No, I
2: saw that. I saw someone post a picture of the AMC like Batman head cup thing. And yeah. It looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, I cannot bring myself to buy things like that because okay. I have enough crap in my house no. that that stuff is is just a little bit too far
1: yeah i've been moving batman 89 merch since 89 so like <laughs> i'm not adding to the collection so yeah all right but um yeah so i did the review for the batman for comicbook.com and my takeaway is this i think that batman is i'll say right off the bat i said it in the review and i said it you know, I'll right, say I'll it here, forget. and uh, I, I know I keep doing that, and I had to put in the review <laughs> No pun, I actually wrote that into the Review, and I had to put no pun when I went back and read It, I was like, I'm sorry, too late um, Yeah, so right off the bat, it is the most Visually stunning Batman movie Ever, like Matt Reeves And his uh, cinematographer Greg Fraser. Frazier, I think his name is. Yep. Um, is, you know, they I mean, if they get visual Oscar Noms, I wouldn't be at all mad at that because this is by far, and I'm not saying it is the best Batman movie. I'm saying visually, it is the best Batman movie. Like every shot in this is perfection. The composition, the score for Michael and whose name I butcher all the time, Michael G, is just, it, it is just perfect match you, to the. You know? You, you're the for my Italian representative, after everything we were arguing (laughs) on the chat yesterday, you better nail this after all our pasta arguments the other day. Like, yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, the score is amazing. And, yeah, so, like, as an art piece, like, the Batman is... I think even Scorsese would say this is cinema. You know what I mean? Like, it's that good and that tight. I think it's the first movie to really nail Batman being a detective. And I think it's almost... This kind of very subtly new, 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 new wave noir in the way it kind of takes kind of classic noir and remixes it into this kind of new format for the blockbuster mainstream crowd. But it's still a lot of the same signatures, like Batman and Jim Gordon being like these two oddball like or the cop that's still on the force, and the you know, in old 40s movies, the detective who is a guy who used to be on the force, but. Went nuts that one case and then got thrown off and he's working with his old partner, you know, and it's the same kind of dynamic that they have with some fun, really comic booky things thrown in that really show you like little subtle nods that these characters are understood, how they behave and think is really understood by the writers and the filmmakers, and their dynamic is really fun. So it's a good gumshoe movie. Um, it's a really kind of hot Batman-Catwoman movie, the best we've probably had since you know, Batman Returns that shows you that that whole Dark Knight Rises crap was just like some robots talking <laughs> nice. to each other. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. And it's That's just great. like, yeah, I mean, there's actual heat. Zoe Kravitz is, I mean, she makes Catwoman her own while still nailing the kind of femme fatale stuff that really makes Selena Kyle a compelling Aww. character. Um, yeah, and all of the acting in this is really well done. So, those are my positives. Damon, are my I, have a, oh, wait, I have a quick oh, yeah.
4: question. Damon says uh, Kofi are you still confident that DC will have the best year after seeing this movie? This is like directed straight to you.
1: Oh yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, it's not, it is definitely not a bad start to have. I'll say that this is a good start to have for them. Uh, Yeah. I think, and I think early reactions from people seeing it just everyday people is that this is going to be a hit for them. So uh, I'm not worried about that. So what are my negatives? Okay. So here are my negatives. I think that, I think that this movie tried to take an interesting approach to the Batman character by saying we want Robert Pattinson to be this version of Bruce Wayne who's so caught up in his Batman mission that there's not really a Bruce Wayne here. He is just kind of full time Batman. That's all he cares about. And like the Bruce stuff is nothing to him. And I get that. And it's a new way to get into this character. And I get it. But I think, you know, Val Kemmerer once gave this cra- what sounded like a crazy breakdown of how hard it is to play Batman because Batman is just the suit and people fill it. And you got to figure out this Bruce Wayne thing and all this dynamics. And he was kind of right after this movie. Like, I think you do need some of the interplay between Bruce and Batman to be that kind of different dynamic, to make that character really pop. Mm -hmm. I feel like this version you feel, I mean, it's titled the Batman, but I feel like you feel the most distant from Batman himself in a weird kind of way. Like while he's just in the suit doing his Batman thing, it's really hard to get inside and connect with him as a character, as opposed to seeing Bruce's motivations filtered through the suit. You know what I mean? And so that's a deeper Batman discussion. Maybe that's me. But I felt that was weird. <laughs> and it was the same effect for Paul Dano's Riddler because they're kind of counterparts yep. in that way. Yep. Like freaky in the mask and kind of like there, but like not enough outside
2: the mask. Odd, kind oddly of really... petulant outside yeah. of the mask. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> for both it, of them.
1: Yeah. And just kind of not enough there for me to feel like there was a dynamic character there. I also think that just the story got a little muddled and not because they're not good writers, but because the world got muddled. Like, I think they had a clear story here when they went in and then the world just took a whole lot of left turns into like the election, COVID. So all the stuff that happened during and all the stuff that happened afterwards and like, how are you going to be like, is there a good end to this message? And it's just like, no, things are still muddled and confusing and COVID making the second half of this movie obviously affected some things because it feels like the set and the scope of it had to get a lot more limited and kind of tricky with how they played with locations and, and space and stuff like that. But, um, that all said, I think in the end, this is a start of a entire good universe. Like I want to see Colin Farrell's Penguin series and mm-hmm. I like what they're talking about for the sequel um, and what they set up in the movie for the sequel I think Matt Reeves has a chance to really dig and make an entire Batman universe that's separate from all the other DCEU stuff we're getting this year and have it actually sustain at its, as its own place it, with its own lore its own history um and all of that and I'm down for that ride so that's me Jim, you came out of the Batman with slightly different reactions than I was. Mostly just kind of confused. It took me a few days to kind of uh, I look. I think I had, for
2: I think for me, my my score out of five. I think is I think this is a solid three uh, uh, movie for me. There are there is a lot I, I enjoyed about it. I this is a gorgeous looking movie. I think Robert Pattinson's Batman is very good. Scene stealer in every scene he's in. Colin Farrell's Penguin, like. Holy moly! Like I cannot get more uh, of him. I legit like was gripped in every time that uh, that that he was on screen. Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman, is great. There, I think there are a ton of great pieces on the board here that didn't necessarily click or connect for me. And honestly, I'm not sure the Riddler may have been the best choice for this. I will Um,
1: second that. And it is mentioned in our review because some of the themes that this movie raises directly suggest that some other Batman villains may have been more effective kind of metaphors.
2: Right. Yeah. And I think, and then like, so that's it for me. Right. And like, and then on the, on the flip side, I mean, look, this is, I don't think this movie needed to be as long as it, as it did. I thought it was going to end at three different points. Um, and so like, that's a, that's a, in a little bit of, of an issue, you know, for me, um, the, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to the spoiler parts, but the central mystery of this movie, I feel is way too spoon fed, not only to Batman, but to the audience. Like this is, Everyone is, I've seen a lot of people like compare this to, you know, to Zodiac and whatever. And like, and this is the best Batman as a detective movie. And I don't think Batman did uh, much detective work at all. He just happened to find himself in situations. Uh, And so that's like, so like, those are all things that I think if they tightened it up a little bit more, um, I, I think would have made a, made a little bit more sense. That said, like, look. We got another, but we got another Batman movie. This is great. Like what this sets up, I think is going to be uh, uh, fantastic. And so, as much as I'm, I'm re-energized in the fact that we can get a, we have the makings of a great new Batman franchise. And look, this is coming from someone who I didn't really like Batman begins either. And like, I have a lot of the same issues of uh, there, but like, i I've, I also take issue with um, the, the portrayal of, of Bruce Wayne in this movie. I see a lot of people being like, he doesn't know how to be Bruce Wayne yet. I'm like, I'm not expecting the playboy Bruce Wayne in this movie at all, but I am expecting more of a Bruce Wayne as a character in this movie because it's like, well, he doesn't know how to be Bruce Wayne. He should know how to be Bruce Wayne more than Batman. He's been Bruce Wayne for 20 some odd years of his life. Right. And I get that he's, that there is trauma for him to go through or that he has had to go through. I would have loved to see more of that uh explored a bit. And I, and I think that, I think the movie tried to, to address that, but I don't think in a way that that really kind of you know fully shows the dichotomy of bruce wayne and batman look we got a batman that literally punches the living s out of you know every bad guy he sees and that is that's great i love that the batmobile probably one of my favorite batmobiles outside of the uh the the keaton um batmobile the original 1889 one This it like like i said Ton of great parts of it. Enough of it for for me to just you know to. to I think it's a solid three. Uh, and it's look. Like, I also look at. Will I will I rewatch this movie? It could take a lot for me to be like. Well, I don't know. It's seven o'clock. This movie's going to end around ten o'clock. Is that is that how late I want to be up? Kind of thing. I you know not do anything else. I do I don't. Yeah, you're going your right st- <laughs> to <laughs> Even if I even if I start at eight o'clock or nine o'clock uh, on a you know in the middle of the week at night, like I'm I'm in. I'm stuck for a long haul. It's half the yeah. reason why I don't. I watch don't do the three. The Rings I don't do this, over and over.
1: I don't do this mandatory limit on movie times. Uh, I mean, you're going off. I don't know about but that. Do it.
2: It's. But like, but that's it. But like, this movie doesn't have to be that long, and that's what makes Mm -hmm. it more. That's what makes it more upsetting for me. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's like
4: a commitment. Like, even just to go to the theater, like you are taking, you're going in, and it's light outside, and you're leaving, and it's pitch black. Like it's dark. Um, Hey, Noren is Rad is saying in the chat that uh, my favorite movie ever is Blade Runner, and this is what it felt like. Did you guys catch? Blade
2: I mean, Runner If vibes. your favorite movie is Blade Runner, then yes, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: it, is, it has a very, I mean, like I said, Blade Runner is just like an earlier generation of neo-noir, right? Like, these right. are all people who are trying to reinvent film noir for their different eras, going all the way back to, like, Le Samurai, Kiss Me Deadly, and everything they did in Europe. Like, it, it, it's it's this genre trope. And so, like, yeah, this is very much a, a hardcore commitment to the noir genre, and if you know anything about that drawing, it hits all the notes. It has the kind of half-crazed detective. Like I said, it has his buddy on the force, who's still like the straight narrow cop. It mm-hmm. has the freakish-looking kind of characters who, who show up along the case, like penguin. It has the femme fatale, it has the crime lord. It, it has it all, right? Long buried secrets. Everything's corrupt. Everything's dirty. Cause that's what film noir came out of a time where people were trying to deal with like, you know, the horrors of, you know, a world that they thought didn't know was as crazy and dirty, which we are kind of dealing with now. So like, here we are. So <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, I, I also um, have to shout out John DeTuro uh, as, as Falcone. Cause I thought yeah. he did a phenomenal job in that role. I mean, look, I love John DeTuro anyway. Uh, but like, it, I thought he was very, very good. Like Gotham as a, as a character, right. Because I, like, that's the thing, like Gotham is a character in this. I feel is, is, also uh, top notch. This is a great looking Gotham. I think it's the best looking Gotham that we've gotten. But I think that's because it is a perfect blend of the Burton and Nolan. Gothams I hear out. I hear that, and people are leaving out the Snyder because I said in my review it's all three.
1: It's Ner- no, uh, Burton's Gotham.
2: Remember what snyder's gotham
1: snyder's gotham you don't remember that first scene snyder's gotham is like a nightmare it's it's like a nightmare place it's an edgelord nightmare city and this city is kind of when that scene uh, we're not gonna get okay i'm not gonna get into spoilers but (laughs) there are scenes in this movie where there is where gotham is definitely much more of a nightmare place than burton or nolan ever kind of imagined it to be uh let's get evan in here for his spoiler free impressions so that we can uh we'll then transition into spoilers
5: so um just to summarize Jim and Kofi's review if you were to take out the Riddler and put in uh Cluemaster Clock King 5 out of 5. I think that that's, <laughs> I think that's what you were both trying to say in terms of <laughs> your reviews Damn of it, the movie. <laughs> um, for me I I liked it a bit more than um you than you both. I I think that Um, one of the things I'd, I'd probably, if I had to rate this, I would give it a four out of five because I liked it more in terms of what Reeves was trying to do, um, with the world of Batman and with, um, his place in Gotham city. And as you mentioned, this is my, this is my favorite take on Gotham city. I think Mm. that it feels claustrophobic. I think that in every Batman movie, whenever they say that Bat- that uh, Gotham City is falling apart, it doesn't really ring true. In this, it really does look like Gotham City is falling apart. That there's mm-hmm. just like a few things that have to happen, and the city goes down. Um, uh, so, like in summation, I think that one of the things that you you have to compare it to every other Batman movie. And for me, do I think that this beats out? Uh, Dark Knight, or Mask of the Phantasm, no. I think that those are still kind of the gold standard when it comes to Batman movies that we've seen in the past. Um, do I think that Robert Pattinson is the best live-action Batman? Oh, yeah. I think that I think that his portrayal as Batman, I think that without going too much into the spoiler territory, which we'll get into in a little bit, but uh, his journey as Batman is something of... Uh, A journey to try to discover Bruce Wayne because, you know, in the comics, sometimes he refers to the fact that Bruce Wayne died in the alleyway with his parents and Mm -hmm. Batman was born and he's he's trying to find that place where he can be Bruce Wayne again. Um, There's this scene that and this has been released on YouTube, so it's not necessarily spoilers, but there's the scene at the funeral where a cop enthusiastically sees Bruce Wayne and goes, "Hey Bruce, hey Mister Wayne, how's it going?" and he looks over and he's just like, and it's, <laughs> it, "It makes for such a great portrayal of just how <sighs> alien he feels. How how, and I think that that really works. Um, there, as you said, I do agree with um, the flaws that you both saw in the movie. I think that there are some." Uh subplots that go on a little long. Um, I think that some of the riddles themselves could have maybe been tweaked a little to make them work a bit better in the overall portrayal. They're barely um, riddles. I, I mean, to be fair, there, yeah, there are some that are barely riddles, but I think that um in the overall structure and where they were pointing towards and everything, I think that it did sort of work. So If I had to give it a rating, I'd give it like a four out of five. I think that when it comes to rewatching it again, I'm down for rewatching the additional three hours and everything. And I would recommend folks, if you're if you're a Batman fan, this feels like it was tailor made to folks who had read the comics and everything. Um, um, yeah, this yeah. drips long Halloween.
2: Oh yeah, color, oh yeah, nice. for sure. Year one, long Halloween. This but, um, wears its comics influence on its sleeve, and I think yeah. that's one of the reasons why. Um, you know that uh, you know I liked it in the ways that I did.
1: Well, let's um, get it. That's a good segue. So why don't we get? I would also say just to add my point, uh, I would recommend people go see it in theater. I recommend you see it in the see, high def, see it in IMAX you know, if you yeah can. IMAX high def because I mean that four K that stuff like the way the shadows and everything play in this movie and the shots are composed. You want that high def screen. So yeah, this is a, this is
2: a movie where you need those true blacks because there are, there are a lot of them.
1: Yep. So you gotta check that out. So that's going to do it. We're going to wrap up our spoiler free portion of discussion of the Batman and uh, we are going to get into spoilers next. So if you do not want to see or listen to or see any spoilers from the Batman Now is your time to say goodbye. See you next week. Subscribe to Comic Book Nation (laughs) podcast. You can subscribe on Twitter at Comic Book Nation. You can subscribe here on Twitch backslash comic book. You can subscribe on YouTube or you can download us from any of your podcast platforms and subscribe to the show on them. Please be sure to do so. Take one last second. Spoiler alert. We're going in on the Batman. We're going in on the Batman. Everybody good? Everybody good. Please do not be here. I do not want to ruin anything for anybody. So if you are still listening to comic book nation or jumping in right now, we're spoiling the Batman spoilers discussion. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Spoilers. All right. So spoilers for the Batman. Here we go. Um, yeah. So let's just talk about, the case uh, you guys were talking about—it
2: wasn't a case. Gordon no. did most of the work.
1: Yeah, I know. It, it's it's one of those things. I have to go back and see this again just so I can actually pay fine, close attention to the actual case and how it progresses. Because I did come out feeling muddled, just like what? Like, is this much of a case? Is it much of a riddle? It's just like, or is it just finding out everybody sucks in Gotham, which is what we? <laughs> is, I
2: mean, yes, all true, but like. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, that I mean, honestly, that is the the thing that I was waiting for. Was in, in any of these movies, there is that 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 aha light bulb moment, like yeah. the, the big thing has been cracked. It shows you the montage of everything that you missed in the movie and how everything was set up behind the scenes and all that. There was none of that. Instead, it all builds to this whiny crybaby scene with the Riddler in jail, uh being like, Well, I expected more of you, Batman. It's like it felt like a bad venture brothers episode.
5: (laughs) Well, I don't know if I'm not gonna go there. Like it literally
2: felt
3: like Dr. (laughs)
5: Dr. Venture in jail just um, hard disagree. Hard disagree.
1: I was thinking, like, and that's what I said about the Riddler. I don't think he was the most effective. Like, I think Somebody like Two-Face, I mean, if we're just skipping through things, we don't need another Harvey Dent origin story. <laughs> like, just having Two-Face be like, you know, starting this movie with like, this is begins after this promising DA goes down and is thought dead. And then all these people start getting knocked off. And it's Two-Face would have been a lot of sense because this is all about, like, the public facade of things versus the private facade and, like, who's really putting on these noble kind of faces and are they noble or are they kind of corrupted? And is that Batman or is that Selena? And like this whole kind of question, right. That comes with the quote unquote twist that, you know, Thomas Wayne wasn't the greatest guy in the world, which was a nice, I, I can't remember how, where the line between comics and and maybe this being original is. So maybe just check me if I'm wrong, but like, yeah, in year one and then long Halloween and dark victory, that year two kind of stretch that, Jeff lobed it. We found out, you know, there was this close connection made between Carmine Falcone and Thomas Wayne and the night he saved his life um, on the table, and you know, Bruce seeing Carmine and, and that kind of connection between them, right? But uh, I don't remember in the comics if Thomas Wayne ever actually, if it's canon that he came back and got a favor and tried to knock somebody off or something like that. And, yeah, so that's for the even film. The Martha, yeah.
2: Even the Martha reveal feel felt. Like, oh arkham yeah yeah was, martha this, arkham like oh my yeah, god! yeah that was kind
1: of an eye roll i mean i thought it might lead to if it, it would have been great if it led to something bigger but it did right. like right so there is it and my favorite movie of all time is seven and you know because i'm just you know a weird tark twisted person and because i think it's a perfect crime genre movie and i think it and, i mean i think it's perfect like and i think it so i watched it after this just because that was the biggest comparison this is batman seven right Um, In that movie though David Fincher in the storyteller of that movie They do a good job with like you said that aha, John Doe has the upper hand You know Mm -hmm. what's in the box The thing about that is the more you watch that movie And how perfect all the themes are That it's talking about and Brad Pitt being this Angry guy and how this master plan comes Together this didn't have That like Riddler's big thing was I have a third act set piece. And then it's just like, you know, the rivers blow. (laughs) Uh, And so that third act, like you said, gets a little weird. I mean, some of the best Batman action and people have been arguing this, that we've seen the scene where Selena and Bruce have to take down a bunch of info cells, like is really well choreographed. Like the fighting is really cool in all of that. Sure. But like, but but it's also kind of a hollow moment of that whole third act for me was kind of hollow (sighs) because Uh, I I feel like they had something better and more epic in mind for that, you know, the bat insignia he made out of, like, the gun metal and stuff than just cutting a cable line so he could fall into
3: a (laughs) pool of water.
1: Like, I thought there was something that was probably going to be better for that. And so... Yeah, the third act was just a big like we need a set piece. Here's what we can pull off with COVID and like here's like you know what we did. But um I, I I feel, again, s- very visually cool and well choreographed, but felt kind of hollow compared to the rest of the movie. Right. I will mean, say that I totally, I do
5: totally agree on the yeah. idea of um that final action set piece wasn't necessary. I, I thought that <laughs> makes no sense. I mean I mean honestly, like, yeah, I get why they did it. And it and right. it worked in terms of um You know, that final scene of Bruce, it it really hit me hard. That final scene where the girl reaches out for his hand, um, the injured girl, and he grabs it. That's that's such an emotional scene. And it
2: goes, that's you mean, it's Batman realizing, oh, crap, I have to be a hero. Yeah, yeah. not just
5: just like a hero, but also like I can't just be someone who scares. I mean, it goes back to that original scene where he uh, doesn't really pay any mind to the victim of that um, street tough gang that was uh, beating up that one innocent bystander. Um, But yeah, no, I totally agree. I thought that the, the movie could have ended with just the Riddler being put into Arkham. I will say that I'm a little more lenient on Paul Dano's performance as the Riddler. I think I got what they were going for. And I think that it worked in terms of Edward Nashton attempting to create this persona much like bruce does with batman sure. uh whereas bruce is able to um really put a lot of effort and thought into creating this creature of the night edward nashton maybe not so much uh that's he 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 is somewhat i get that they were trying to make him more like um the zodiac killer and i think that that kind of works in a way i think that like when he Attacks the mayor, he's kind of screaming himself. He feels like he's more of a kid. Um, so that's somewhat of a reflection on Batman. Um, but yeah, it it I I totally understand where you're both coming from, Kofi and Jim, in terms of like seeing him as not, he's not a confident riddler. Uh he's not he's he's about the pageantry, but in a completely different way. And for me, that worked a little bit better than um uh than it. I think that the good outweighed the bad for me in that But totally agree on the idea I will say that one of the things that really stuck out to me In that last battle Is that Bruce happens to inject himself with something um, Yeah,
2: like what is that
5: about? You're oh, just like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's Venom I mean, I it soldier
4: has serum. The, yeah, no, it's
5: it's. I would think that to me, like there is, it's a super soldier serum. Uh, I would think that that's a way. I think that there are a couple of deep cuts in the movie that kind of set up some spoiler or some sequel stuff rather. Um, yeah. I think that that potentially being Venom is one. I think that there's a big hush moment. If it is uh, not Venom,
2: like it, like then <laughs> when it's like, all right, then, I, then I'm jumping. Green. green. It can't just be
3: adrenaline. It's <laughs> we got Air Fen- Fen-
5: era Batman. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it makes him angry. It gets him back on his feet. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different. I, I did appreciate there was one big sequel thing that I'm not a fan of that I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, oh, let's jump are, into
2: it what, which one which one what is it oh, we're talking what? about that
5: Barry Keough yeah.
2: oh you're talking about yeah. Barry okay then yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm be talking about, I'm talking about
5: I'm talking about oh, we can
2: talk about the worst kept secret in Hollywood yeah. so <laughs> yeah. okay. well but, but hold on before we make the jump to that I did like the the hush stuff threw Ooh. me like that was the only thing that caught me by surprise and threw me a little bit for a loop that I wish Ooh. was paid off in this movie that like tied more to the Riddler's thing than it did um, yeah yeah but like that's the so, so you know but yeah can, so like
5: you can have that in a sequel. You have the re- the sure. son of the reporter come back for revenge and he has specifically the Wayne family in his sights. I think that that's, right. that would kind of be a good way to do it. But also I'm, I was very surprised that this movie essentially sets up no man's land as well. Uh, yes. Yeah. Which was, which I w- I was surprised at the number of things that were way more comic booky for a more grounded approach that they were going for, um, I was I was surprised at the number of comic book uh sequel things that they set up in it. Yeah. This yeah, is no a this plans. is a
2: world where I can I can see more realistically a Mr. Freeze in the sense that they did masterfully in the animated series like mm-hmm. appearing here. And and that is a that is a Batman villain that I would love we to get got some attention. Our boy Vincent Gallo. Go get him but like <laughs> that, uh like that like i can see that in this in this world way more mm-hmm. than i could anywhere else all right well talk talk about the worst I, I kept secret a, oh question. go ahead janelle okay. i just
4: have a question for like casual viewers like my parents or my aunts and uncles who maybe have never ever read a Batman comic in their life like what how do you feel about this film for them like do you think mm-hmm. they're gonna if, love it as much or get it
2: if they like a Batman who punches people then this is the movie for them <laughs> but,
4: like <laughs> there's think, not too much comic book lore, but I think
1: all of right? our parents and I like that generation grew up with like a lot of de- I mean detective stories and film noir was like yeah. their superhero stuff yeah. like that and westerns are like what they had you know what I mean right. for like so this is like like I said this is a very just dressed up kind of classic detective noir story so i think it'll be interesting to people who who like those kind of films like those crime mystery thrillers like this kind of hits hits that bone right so i think that it will will appeal to that and people who like seeing pretty people with good chemistry like robert pattinson and zoe kravitz i mean that's an easy sell for it's what you go to movies for so and like, like I said, the visual part. So the spectacle of it all. Like, I think a lot of people are just gonna go come out and say, "Wow, that looked real cool." That Batman movie, even if they don't get the case or care about the finer points of detective work, they're just gonna comment, think that look real. Comment
2: cool. on YouTube for Monkey Jeebus, He punches people like that seagull he killed in the lighthouse. And yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that that's a good one. One thousand percent, yes.
1: Um, yeah, but uh, let's talk about the worst kept secret in Hollywood. The ba- Eternal Star Barry Keoghan was in is not post credit scene, but this epilogue scene where the riddler is locked up and he makes a quote unquote a friend uh you know with another kind of riddle taken from a child's brain teaser pad you find in a drugstore um you know the less of them have the more valuable you are a friend and the guy in the cell next to him is of course joker and it's barry kiosk joker as joker Um, and yeah it's pretty it's pretty crazy right So, uh, Evan, you sounded like you really hated this. Go on. Why why, why did you really hate this? It makes no sense. Now
5: I'm the one who really hates it. I probably hated it more than everybody else in here. Um, No, uh, you see, the thing of it is that with the Joker... I think that they're even with. I, I, I know that Jared Leto gets a lot of hate, and I mean rightfully so, to be honest. Uh, but oh, Janelle, th- get your boy. <laughs> I, I Jared, look,
2: Jared he, Leto's Joker. I think gets more hate on his look than anything. Janelle, else, go on. It's go just ahead, messed Janelle, go it.
4: up, man. He didn't get a chance to do anything. Like, <laughs> I, that's I, like I on, it. it's like looking at a cake and not eating it and being like that tastes terrible. <laughs> yeah. you, just can't, you can't do that, like. Uh, he didn't even get a chance. And I will he say that
5: the, <laughs> the, the opening impressions of Jared Leto's Joker, I would say really hit me in terms of like when you, when you saw him for the first time in the suicide squad trailer and his laugh, I think that those really worked. Um, I think that the, obviously, I mean, who's going to touch Heath Ledger's Joker, who's going to touch Jack Nicholson's mm-hmm. um, the thing about Barry Keegan's portrayal is that, I just, I wasn't feeling it at all. It didn't strike me. It didn't like, yeah, he's, he sounds, I mean, he sounds like what you think Barry Keegan as the Joker would sound like. And this is just our first brief flash in the pan of what his take on the Joker is going to be. It's weird that he's in Arkham already. Yeah, it's, it's also, and we didn't get the opportunity to see him, see what he yeah. looked like. I think that there were, um, and I don't know if everybody else was able to catch this. I think that when you see him through the foggy, the the clouded um, uh, Arkham Asylum uh, cell window, uh, it looks like uh, the way that I was describing it is that it looks kind of like Heath Ledger's Joker. If you yeah. were to take his, mu- if you were to give him worth worse scars, I think that like, <laughs> I, I was able to see like he looks messed up. I think that that's maybe that's one of the ways they'll be able to sell him better. I think that another that the fact that like, we'll see if he shows up in a sequel, we'll see what he does with it, but like opening impressions with him as the joker. I just wasn't feeling it i, I it didn't it didn't necessarily like it didn't make me scared. it didn't make me. Uh, anxious to see more of him In the role, maybe I'll be proven wrong Like I was, when it was Announced that um, He was going to be Unnamed Arkham Asylum Prisoner yeah. um, If you've seen him in Killing of the Sacred Deer, you've seen him in a couple of other Things, then yeah, it, like it's it's It would make sense that he would be a good choice For the Joker, but I just wasn't Feeling it, that's that's the long And short of it, Coatly I wasn't thoughts. feeling his take on it I, I mean it.
1: I, I've it's it would have been less problematic with another Joker card, probably.
5: Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah no, no, the way that they, they set it up and right? begins was so good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Nolan no nailed it. Just a Joker card is all you need. Then leave it to the imagination, because now we have to go through. Years and years and years and years of is Barry Keough the official Matt Reeves Joker? Was he doing a cameo favorite? Like right. who is the Joker? What is you he know, Joker like, disciple? How or... did the Joker get this way? Where are we gonna know? Like, you know, all this stuff is gonna now you, you set yourself up for a lot of problems. Um, and end, I'm more interested in just kind of the stuff that's been teased. I like the hush tease, I like a court of owls. I I mean, even Pattinson was saying he thinks court of owls will be in a sequel. I hope so. Since Gotham is flooded now and you have this no man's land, there's a real easy way to just convert no man's land into why the court of owls resurface and why people Mm -hmm. get knocked off. I can see Matt Reeves doing his own version of Talons, even if he doesn't go into all the occult stuff, like just really well-trained assassins that could tie back to the league of assassins. You could start to open the door. Um, And then there's also a way to use because, What kind of long Halloween and dark victory were subtly also about was the transition period, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Year two was also this moment where Gotham, the mob structure that had control of Gotham, collapses and it becomes freak show Mm supervillains. So now that No Man's Land is happening, you have a way to kind of also use it as this is now a Gotham where the freaks rule, right? Until somebody like the Court of Owls is like, oh, hell no, like (laughs) y'all are on our real estate and like we're coming back and taking control of this. So there's a really good big playground that I would love to see more of and ways to build up to it through both this Penguin series and this Gotham PD, if they still do that series because, you know, whatever they investigate if the court of owls kind of puts a stop to it and messes with it while Penguin is filling figuring out this new role and this new go- kind of Gotham and all that, you know, it's really rich, like I said. So I'm in for the franchise.
2: Yeah, I mean I think that's an I think that's a no-brainer. I think the franchise that this sets up is um is clearly going to be a a fun one. I hope that they take into consideration a lot of what, because I think if you read a bunch of the reviews, I think a lot of people share a lot of the same frustrations uh, for that. Well, yes, it is, you know, fairly fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's at 85 right now. But if you read a bunch of the reviews, there are a lot of very valid, very similar criticisms across the board. And so I think if they can take that into consideration, and, and look, I guess if we got to give him a little bit of grace that this is a movie that was filmed uh, mostly during COVID and quarantine and and all of that and like I think there are parts in the movie where you are very clear what parts were filmed uh, in, a, in a bubble versus the ones that that were not um, and so you know like look this is a movie that's been in production uh, for for a while and has had been pushed back a bit and so I think it's a um, you know it it, it has it has that working against it and I think it's um, inevitably at the end of the day i i love robert pattinson's batman i love the the other you know things that that kind of get set up uh, i want to see more um you know and so you know criticisms aside uh i think this is you know where look dc got batman back on track that's what we wanted that's what we needed and that's what we got
1: All right, we have full coverage of the Batman, all the DC Comics ties, all the deep dive Easter eggs, everything you need to know about this film and everything around it is now on comicbook.com DC. Please check it out. We got to wrap, but before we go, Janelle Wheeler, real quick, why don't you shout um, out the new Doctor Strange series dude. comic book? We don't have time for a full review, but uh, how do you feel?
4: Yeah, Doctor Strange number one was awesome. Cleo's she, I love her in this, this Bad spot. Ass. Yeah, she is. She does not. Give a crap about any rules? She's throwing the rule book out the window. She's bossing it out, and she is on a mission to get our strange back. So this, I think, this is going to be amazing to watch
1: First
2: unfold. First time in of history,
1: everybody went after some strange because they don't want no strange. There you go.
3: <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> oh, I,
2: sorry, I lied. I need, I want to say one more thing about Batman because I think this is a for <laughs> folks yeah. who they may not necessarily be on the fence. This is the. If, this is the most this movie is the most like the wildly popular Arkham games than anything else that we've, that, that we have seen uh, wow. before. And so I think because I think that, look, there is a generation that grew up on those games. That is, that sits firmly in between the Nolan stuff and, you know, the stuff, you know, and this, and like, I think there was a lot of hope set up for the Batflex stuff that never really didn't pan out. But for everyone who loved those Arkham movies, the, oh, those Arkham games this is the movie for you
1: all right there you go cool that's really the good Batman time. movie for Arkham game lovers that'll do it for this episode of comic book nation thank you if you want to follow the shows you can follow us on twitter at comic book nation you can subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms we are on all of them or you can watch us live every friday at noon eastern on twitch youtube or facebook if you miss the live stream just go back after it's done it'll be there for you to replay If you like the Batman, please, as I said, check out all our awesome coverage, videos, interviews, breakdowns and editorials, opinion pieces, and my official Batman movie ranking. Where did the Batman fit in? Because when we come back next week, Matt's going to be back and we're going to be doing ranking our favorite DC TV shows as a counterpart to our last episode, ranking mm-hmm. Marvel TV shows. Plus, we're going to rank Batman movies. So I take, take, I take
2: issue. Biden. I take issue with your Batman and Robin placement, but we can. talk. About
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would, Jim. We're going to stop there. This is Comic Book Nation. We're getting out while well it's safe. Peace. Bye, guys.